Thank you for joining the Dr. Whisperer. I am your host, Sharon Feckety, and I am happy to bring you a show where we talk about the business of medicine. I hope that you enjoy it. Please feel free to share, subscribe, and pass it on. Enjoy the show. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy, as always, to be here with you because we bring it to you every Monday for a long time now. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Russ Morgan, who is the founder and partner at Wealth Without Wall Street. Love that title. So first and foremost, welcome to the show, Russ. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Sharon. Look forward to the conversation. Me too. Well, thanks for being here. So I always have the, the great pleasure of reading the bio um, before I, I introduce and, and, and have a conversation with anybody on the show. And a few things stood out to me that I want to get to before we talk about, you know, probably what you're meant to talk about today, which is like finances. Yeah. Okay. Um, I love that you had a dream of becoming a professional baseball pitcher. So let's start there. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think a lot of little boys probably had that dream, Sharon. Now, that was something that I spent a lot of time. Uh, that was a dream for a long time. I know you're in Tampa Bay. I would have loved to, even though the Rays were not a team when I was a little kid, that that's what I, my desire would have been. It'd been standing on a pitcher's mound somewhere in one of those major league baseball stadiums. Yeah. And getting paid a ton of money to do what you love. Right. I get it. I love it. That's awesome. And then the other thing that I wanted to, um, be sure to talk about because I am a woman and mm. I am a, a woman who owns a business and I believe in women's empowerment and building each other up. I know that you uh, gained tremendous inspiration from your mom. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your mom? Yeah. Well, my mom and my dad got a divorce when I was really young and she mm -hmm. ended up having to go back to college in order to um, get a job that could support my sister and I. And I just got to watch her work a lot of long hours, late nights in order to get that degree. And then ultimately, still, whenever she first started um, teaching, that's what she got her, her teacher certificate. She then ended up going back and get a master's. I just watched her. And it was just inspiring to me to think about what she was willing to do, because she was not going to let our family down. Yeah. And I think that just, you know, just inspired me as I take that into the, what I do is that, you know, hard work is something that we all can do, right? Like things are hard, but we can always work hard. And that's the easy part. Yeah. I love it. I love the inspiration from mom. Shout out to all the single moms out there that are raising some boys and helping yeah. them um, advance in their life and in their career. So um, Russ, why don't you tell us uh, before I ask you to tell us a little bit about your business, this is the business of medicine, right? So I work with a lot of doctors and have for many, many years. And I think one of the things that makes me almost sad a lot of times is to see them working not only in their private office, if they've broken out of corporate and gone out on their own, but then maybe, you know, um, they have to take a shift at the hospital until the uh, the practice takes off. And then when they're in the practice, they're not always managing their finances so well. So um, I know that you have some background with some medical people in your life. So let's let's help some physicians and some people in the medical industry today with uh, what you've learned with Wealth Without Wall Street and what you bring to the table. Yeah, totally. Well, I, I'll kind of let you into my back world. So my wife is a dentist. She 
practice for, I guess, 11 years. And she sold her practice back in 2019. And it was because- Very that, good time to sell, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know how good, right? My and good. It, it was, uh, we were, we, we have four kids and mm -hmm. she had her first kid when she was between her third and fourth year in dental school. And wow never had more than two weeks off at any point in time with any of the four kids. I mean, she was bringing kids into the practice. We literally were using one of the offices uh, to put the pack and play in because yeah. I was gone and she was there. And, and so I, I got to see firsthand how difficult it is for someone who's working in the field of medicine. And she went at first, she was an associate. Then we started our own practice. She then partnered with someone else. And we, we went down that route. We also tried to bring an associate to, to take over the practice. We got to see from that, that angle is trying to be an owner and ultimately sold it because it just was not a good fit. But I know that, you know, I, I've read a lot of different business books. And one of the ones that I think completely tells the story of most people in that self-employed seat that are really dependent upon their own ability to go to work, right? Like if you don't go, you don't get paid, right? Because right. that's the way that that field is, is it reminds me of the story inside the book, The E-Myth. I don't know, you right. probably have talked about it a hundred mm -hmm. times of the <laughs> baker, right? Who had this joy and passion of doing this one thing until it got to be where that wasn't what it was about. It was about, you know, doing payroll at 1030 at night. It was thinking through the HR issues that came up on the weekend when somebody called in sick or put in a reservation letter all the things that had nothing to do with the reason why you wanted to be a doctor reason right. why you want to be a dentist. Mm -hmm. And I saw that with her and, and she really quickly started burning out because she was being pulled into being five other things. And mm -hmm. she just wanted to do dentistry. And, and that's really what fuels our, our passion to help people is really to give them um, a hope that there's more to finances than saving a couple seven figures in the 401ks and IRAs. I just don't believe that's the strategy. That's the reason our name is Wealth Without Wall Street. And we believe that financial freedom is when your passive income, that's money that you bring in that doesn't require you to have to go work for it, is greater than your monthly expenses. And when you're, when you're in that position, Sharon, you actually can then go do medicine in whatever field that you're in because you love it. And if you no longer love it, then you can walk away. But you never have to go because you have to. You go because you want to. Well, Russ, then give us the answer. How do we gain that passive income? Well, there's a lot of different ways. First, right. you have to have. And we have 20 minutes to figure all of this out. <laughs> so here, here's the key. You have to have clarity that that's what you really want, right? right? Like I think most people don't really have a plan. They don't have a strategy. They're just doing whatever. As you, I've read uh you know, I've listened to some of your other episodes. You talked about what their friends telling them, what the neighbors telling them, what the podcast guest is telling them. Mm -hmm. Well, you have to have clarity of what it is that you really want. And if you get clear on that, then you can start building strategies that will align with you. So first thing someone has to do after having a clear plan and vision of what they want, they have to have their money accessible. So oftentimes the biggest obstacle, and here's the first lesson, biggest obstacle to becoming financially free is lack of access to cash. Right. People have put their money in places that they've been told to do like, oh, pay off my house. That's a good thing. Right. Oh, start a 401k, put all my wealth there. All the things that have locked their money up that they have no ability to access it in the event that they then figured out what was one of those passive income ideas. So step two is once you have your place, your money in a place you can access it, 
you have to determine who you are as an investor. So we go through a process with people, we call it their, uh, taking them through their investor DNA, helping them understand sharing who they are as an investor. And that's really the way that God made us. Like we see the world from a very unique lens. A lot of physicians, right, have a very analytical brain, very deductive problem solvers. Also love following a process and love following through. Mm -hmm. And when you know that about yourself, then you need to be investing in things that allow you to use that gift. And too oftentimes people end up investing in things that they're not aligned with, but they're doing it because everyone else is doing it. So we talk about in our, um, you know, our show that there's not one good or bad investment. There's just good or bad investors. And mm. if you know who you are as an investor and what your investor DNA says, then you can start aligning and finding asset classes that match up with that that can then produce that passive income that you want. So you've had the great experience of having some medical uh, professionals in your life and you've had professionals in this industry and your masterminds. Sure. What, what do you think? I know what the disconnect is. I see it a lot. You know, I've run medical practices and every time, you know, there's a, a anybody that has to do with finance, let's just, it doesn't matter if it's an accountant <laughs> doesn't or a lawyer, even, um, a financial planner, whoever it is, it's almost the fear. I can see it in the doctor's faces. You know, they're like, okay, I really don't want to have that meeting. Right. And then you, you watch the cycle of not making the right investments or even, you know, uh, physicians renting practices and uh, not thinking about their retirement, not thinking about being able to vacation or spend time with their families, whatever the case is. So how do you and I know this is a broad question, but I really, I want to help them today. How do we get them to um, understand that, like, you know, that their expertise is medicine, right? You know, that it's dentistry and you know, that that's their love and their passion. What do you think, what do you think needs to happen in order for them to, to listen and to build that strategy and to, and to have a place to, um, have somebody that they trust that is good. Like what you said, you know, it's very important who you're working with, because mm -hmm. as you referenced me saying before, there's a lot of neighbors, there's a lot of relatives, there's a lot of, you know, people that you heard in your focus group of one was a great person to work with. So how yeah. do, how do we do this Russ? I need your help. Hey, trust, but verify first. Like mm -hmm. the, the key is, is that most, most physicians that I've met, not all, but most physicians I've met are very analytical in their thinking. They're skeptical by nature, yes. right? That allows you to constantly challenge the, the, the ever-changing world of medicine, right? Mm -hmm. And being skeptical is a good thing as it relates to this is, tr you know, trust, but then verify. And if that's not who you are, if you're a, a naturally trusting person, you're a verbal processor, then you need to get other people in your life who are more skeptical. Here's the thing is, I just think too often people are trying to run on the either hope that I'm going to be able to find the one unicorn advisor who has my best interests at heart and is going to do everything right for me, which by the way, here's the thing with that is there are really amazing people in the financial space. Mm -hmm. There's also really terrible people in the financial space. Yes, That's true with all walks. Right. But here's the mistake I think people make with that is that they assume that that person is going to make a decision that's best for them because they, they don't, and that's a false premise because that person is giving you advice based upon their own 
situation, not your situation. So they see the world through a certain lens. I see the world through a certain lens. So I, I don't give people financial advice. I think financial advice is garbage and should be treated as such. The reality is you need to understand what's going on. And, and I know this about doctors and dentists is you guys are some of the smartest people in the world, right? You've spent, you know, four, six, 12 years mm -hmm. in higher education. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that you can't learn. Now, you may say, hey, I've got to the point where I don't want to learn this. But for those who really want to understand, it's not like I have to go then become a, you know, a master's in finance. Mm. Most, of the, most of the physicians that we have in our masterminds and other groups that we work with are not spending their time doing that. But what they are doing is spending their time around other wealthy and successful people who are searching for the same thing they're searching for. So I would say, one, get yourself into a group of people who are trying to do this. And maybe you're part of a wealth club, maybe a part of an investment club, maybe a part of a mastermind. Those are the places that you can gain the most insight and wisdom. And from that, then you can start figuring out what people are doing with money that you could do too. Are you still running your medical practice like it's 1990? Well, what about Reva Global Medical Virtual Assistants? A medical virtual assistant, I promise you, is the way to run your medical practice today. Why? Because you can save, I don't know, thousands of dollars, no more paying for health insurance, no more worrying about office space. You also have trained professionals. These wonderful human beings get trained and they have a client service manager that makes sure that your VA, that you're working with for your practice, is hitting all the goals that you need to make sure that your practice is run efficiently and friendly. Check out Reva Global Medical Virtual Assistance today. We interrupt this awesome podcast to share with you about our sponsor, Thai Technology. Thai Technology was founded with the thought that every customer deserves exceptional customer services. So if you know of any company that has a phone system where the auto attendant doesn't really sound good, you press one and you think you're going to go to a live person, but you end up with a broken recording, it's probably time that you call Thai Technology. And if you mention this podcast, you will get the first three months for free. So make sure you mention the Dr. Whisperer podcast show. Check them out. So when did you start doing these groups? Because that is such a, an interesting, almost non-threatening way. I think because a lot of the physicians that I've worked with, which they would never admit this, don't really understand what the hell you're talking about, Russ. You know, <laughs> totally right. Yeah. And then you leave and guess who gets stuck with trying to explain what, and I don't know what the hell you're talking about either, you know, cause it's not my expertise. Sure. So, um, I like the idea of a group. It's, it feels like it's not so threatening and not listen. I mean, I just said this to my 18 year old the other day, you, your circle is very important. And the people that you want to surround yourself with are actually people that are smarter than you. Absolutely. Right. And then can get you to the place that you want to get to faster. Like, I wish I knew that when I was 18 years old, that my, my circle of influence, especially when it comes to business, what were the people where I didn't necessarily understand, but they would be patient and they would teach me and I would be able to learn from them. Yeah. Well, you want to be in a group where you come 
and you have this amazing idea and you're like, Sharon, let me tell you about this, this plan I have. I am on the pathway to reaching this mark, this next step. And that person comes and just puts their arm around you and says, you know, that's cute, right? <laughs> like that's, that's awesome. But let me give you a different vantage point. Let me, let me show you what I see and what's out there and how if you really want to have big goals, you got to have a big system, right? Most mm -hmm. people fall short because their ambition isn't big enough. They don't have a mm -hmm. system and a support group of people to help them reach what that big goal is. That is what you look for in a group. You're looking, as you said, to have people way smarter than you, but it doesn't have to be way smarter than you in medicine, right? Like right. find people like, you know, I, I stand in a group uh, every single month, you know, we have a meeting twice a month. Our group gets together. We get together live twice a year and there's Titans in industry, but they're of all different backgrounds. Some are in yeah. medicine, some are in software, some are in music, some are in business, some are in finance, some are in real estate. It, and what I get to learn is that everybody has a very unique vantage point. And when we have a presenter come up, for instance, somebody shares an idea, it, maybe it's a way to invest in apartment complexes or storage facilities or car washes or Bitcoin, you mm -hmm. name it, we have it. Mm -hmm. It's not as much about the idea being shared. It's when that person leaves and we go around and we say, okay, Sharon, tell me on a scale of one to 10, what did you think about the idea? And more importantly, why? And right. when you have the fighter pilot, the combat fighter pilot, who has a very different way of processing information and very quick amount of time, give his vantage point, you're like, oh, I didn't think about that. I didn't see that, right? And you can, you can take that then to allow you to grow your own investor buy box, to allow you to grow as an investor, to understand what are those things that you should be doing. And the beauty of as physicians, typically you have the income level that allows you to get into these groups because mm. there's a pay to play kind of mark here to be in the group. But a lot of people just don't have the gumption to get there because they're like, man, I, I don't want to, I don't want to fall short in my IQ in this area. I've always been the expert. I've, I've always been the one that somebody comes up to and asks me questions at church, ask me questions at the ball field. Mm -hmm. And if I show up at this group, I'm going to be the one with the maybe the lowest financial IQ in the group. So I don't want to show up. Well, if that's the case, then that would be an issue, right? But if you're, you're bigger than that, you're saying, hey, I'm willing to learn. I want to learn. I think that's the how people get into the, into the right circles and allow them to do the things that they want to do. So we are now directing our conversation towards the evolved physicians and the ones that understand that your ego is not getting you anywhere. <laughs> and so, because we're all experts in something, but I have said many, many times, don't even ask me what to do when my son has a, a cold, because right. I will call a doctor um, and we should stay in our lanes. And I, I love the, the two points. One, you know, I will say just personally, um, a few years ago, I saw um, how working with physicians that I needed to to pivot a little bit and, and make a shift. And I opened a, a media company four years ago. And, and then, you know, probably like how you and your wife felt with the pandemic coming, I was so grateful that I had done that mm -hmm. because then when the tough times came, you know, I had a reliable business that had income and I didn't have to worry. And I was watching all of my physicians, especially dentists, really, really scrambling because they didn't know what they were going to do. They had so much debt. They had so many loans to pay back for school. And I, I also want to mention while you were talking about the investment side, 
all of the doctors that I know that have really done so well were the ones that, you know, I'm thinking of one that owns, I don't know, he owns four Wyndham Grands, <laughs> you know, right. he owns, uh, they own a lot of restaurants, they invest in so many uh, different worlds. Well, he, he did buy an insurance company and then sell it and then was able to buy more, right? But that's what they have to do. They have to think outside the box. The other thing I want to mention is, um, you know, I never myself personally in business ever joined a professional association that had any doctors or any practice managers in my field. And I purposely wanted to have people outside of my industry to really help ignite new ideas and creativity, which really sounds like what you have done um, with your company, which I think is, is very, very smart, Russ. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I take no credit, Sharon. We started a podcast in 2017 mm -hmm. and we had this very small mindset at the time that we wanted to share the ideas that were coming across our desk because we used to meet with people face-to-face -face in mm -hmm. our town in Birmingham and we would get ideas and conversations. And I was like, man, you know, just, I wish other people would be able to hear this conversation. I was like, yeah. well, why don't we start a podcast and we could just start sharing it. And we had no idea at that time what that was going to lead to. Our business one became almost hundred percent virtual overnight. We, ten, we 10 X the business and what it really did for us, it opened up avenues into experts in all different fields to have conversations like you're having. I mean, kudos to you for putting this together and those who get to listen get to hear that collection of people that you're bringing together and the ideas that you learn by getting to hear a lot of different sides there's not one size fits all nope. everybody has a different way to get to their own mark we believe that ours is if you want to become financially free as fast as possible then we can show you how to do it without wall street without having to be debt free without having to have you know uh 10 million dollars in the bank and all the things that you hear right like, the reality is, is that you can get there much much faster than that it all it requires is more passive income than you have monthly expenses and learning how to do it i'm so impressed that you've had your podcast since 2017 here i was thinking i was an og with 2018 but you got <laughs> me far beat russ good for you and you <laughs> well, know the, the truth is one of the only reasons that i started this podcast was because i was encouraging my doctors to start podcasts and they told me that they didn't have time i said well if you're not going to do it i'm going to do it and what it has led for me too was incredible conversations i would say one of the best days of the week for me as an entrepreneur is thursday because i get to meet great people like you have conversations with people I wouldn't be able to meet normally because you live a little far, far away from me. Right. Um, but, you know, and then be able to help people, right? Totally. For free. Totally. You know, it's it's an incredible way to to do business and then to then take that and, and move it into other platforms uh, to build your business. It's wonderful. God, I wish they would listen. <laughs> Only they would listen, Russ. Well, before we head out today, what, is there anything that you want to share with the audience that, you know, is a, a real nugget for all of us. I think everybody's a little fearful right now. My husband heard who I was interviewing today and he was like, tell them about the market and where are I was like, okay, well, that's not what we're going to hmm. do today. But I think there's a lot of fear rolling around today uh, yeah. in terms of the economy and recession talk. So what are your thoughts, Russ? Well, here, here's a good thought. There's no such thing as good or bad news. There's only news. It's how it impacts you is whether or not it's good or bad. Truth. And I think for most people, they're just in a position of having to react 
to what's happening in the environment, we don't get to control what the Federal Reserve does. Like right. that, that is beyond our ability. So why should we get upset about it, right? We don't right. have that sort of control. But what we can do is be in a position where, well, maybe it only impacts one area. So many, so many listening right now are solely economically dependent on their ability to go to work. And if that stops, the money train stops. Right. Well, you should have multiple streams of income. I mean, five, six, seven, eight streams of income. If you listen to our podcast every single month, we publish our own passive income report and you can see the number of different ways in which we bring in income. And we don't even list our operating companies that we run. We run four different operating companies. We don't even put those on there because we want to show things that truly are passive in nature to us. But that's just the idea I think most people need is that I need to create streams of income that exist outside of what I do for a living. Robert Kiyosaki has a great book. So I'll leave you with this. It, you've probably read The Rich Dad Poor Dad, but one most people don't read is the cash flow quadrant. And mm -hmm. if you read the cash flow, cash flow quadrant, you'll realize that most de dentists and doctors fall in one of the two categories. They're either in the E quadrant, they're an employee of a corporation, hospital, whatever it may be, they work for money. Or they're in the S quadrant, the self-employed quadrant, and they work hard for money, right? right? I mean, we know the self-employed yes. person is working way harder and paying way more in taxes on the money that they make. Yeah. We need to find ways to get onto the right side of that quadrant, which is in the B quadrant, where we actually become business owners, where we can leave for six months or a year and the business grows, where mm. we can become investors, where we can invest in things that bring in income to us that doesn't require our input or our efforts. And I would say that would be an amazing book for someone to start reading and try to figure out, hey, is there a way for me to get involved? How do I grow as an investor? How do I learn what my investor DNA is? And how do I get involved in a group that can help me grow within that? Yes, 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 and more yes. Well, Russ, thank you so much. I really have enjoyed, um, and I'm hoping that you included your podcast on the show notes. If not, I want you to tell me the name of it right now because I don't see it. Yeah. It's wealth without wall street. Well, there you go. That makes sense. It Very just doesn't say right? podcast after. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's the name of my company? The doctor whisperer. What's the name of my podcast? The doctor whisperer. Wonderful. There you go, Russ. Uh, thank you so much. I'll certainly be tuning into your podcast show and, and sharing it with others. And thanks for all you do to, to help the medical community and beyond. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thanks Russ. So if you want to party like it's 1999, but run your medical practice like it's 2022, don't forget to check out Reba Global Medical Virtual Assistance. So don't forget, if you mention that you've seen the show or listened to it on the podcast, mention Thai Technology and you will get three months for free.